Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 317 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB riding solo dolo for this edition of the pod. And of course, guys, this pod wouldn't even be possible without our awesome local sponsors who help support all the content we create. And those are our friends at Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing. Guys, it's been a year since we've been on board with Tomahawk Shades. Can't thank them enough for everything they've done for us, hooking us up big time, and uh, really helping us kind of elevate this company to the next level. They've got the best eyewear in the game. They've got the sunglasses, the blue light plus glasses. They've got watches, the small batch collective which is their limited edition run on just very short run of, of items that could just be absolutely random. They've had hoodies, they've had notebooks, they've had uh, masks. You name it, they're doing it. Go to TomahawkShades.com right now. Fill up your cart with all the goodies you need from our homies at Tomahawk Shades. And when you go to checkout, use our promo code USP to get 25% off your entire order at Tomahawk Shades. Guys, when you're watching March Madness, binging your favorite TV shows and movies to ride along with streamer season, watching uh, the the Sixers, the Flyers, very soon the Phillies. You, you got to have the blue light plus glasses protecting your eyes. So TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Shout out to Tomahawk Shades, a quality product for an affordable price. And guys, COVID spring break is in full swing right now, and you know what that means. Spring break in your pants. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops. Even Veronica Corningstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. For everyone preparing for a pants party this spring break, I've got an exclusive 20% off discount code for you. Use code USP at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest or ball shave. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can also adjust settings to get a length you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all, kind of just like Bryce Harper, swinging the bat. Don't ruin any vibes this spring break or upcoming summer with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Be sure to use their Crop Cleanser Body Wash to keep your hair and skin feeling healthy and fresh. 
Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and anti-chafing ball deodorant. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we, we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day long. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to give your boys a little slice of heaven. For a limited time, you guys will also get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers, the best boxers I own, hands down. Get 20% off, plus free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. Say aloha to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. And of course, guys, what is watching March Madness? What is what is enjoying a night of sports without our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka? They're the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. Seven times distilled, certified gluten-free. Bad Boys even blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. And it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. They've got distribution footprints in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and D.C. Plus, they've won awards for best package in the world, and they're sold in 500-plus liquor stores in Pennsylvania. So go to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your vodka available for shipping in 44 states. And when you go to checkout, use our promo code USP on the one liter bottles of vodka to get 10% off your purchase of the one liter bottles at statesidevodka.com. That's statesidevodka.com, promo code USP at checkout for 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka. Must be 21 uh, or older to order, and of course, guys, please drink responsibly. All right, so we got a loaded show tonight, and, uh, you know, we got to talk about March Madness. We've got Philly's 40-man roster cut downs to the 26-man roster. The Flyers just making us pull our our hair out night in and night out. And, uh, of course, the Sixers made a move at the trade deadline that we'll get into as well, but... I think we got to start off with this Phillies roster because everybody, Matt and I tried to tell you, we tried to tell you that a certain person was not going to make the Phillies opening day roster. He wasn't going to be on the team. And there was just the the write-ups in all the different papers and websites and everything talking about how he's having such a great spring and yada yada. He did not have a great spring. Odubel Herrera was, was below average during spring training, uh, he was afforded every opportunity to try to make this team, and he didn't. And we 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 tried to tell you guys that he wasn't going to. Um, so you're welcome. Please credit us, Underground Sports Philadelphia, for letting everybody know we were the first ones to let you know that Odubel Herrera was not going to make the Phillies roster to begin the season. Uh, Matt and I were on it from Jump Street. Adam Hazley is is too much of a just quality outfielder, even though Joe Girardi seems to have some sort of like personal vendetta against him and not wanting to play him. And this organization just loves Roman Quinn. I mean, we would have loved to have seen Mickey Moniak in center field, but I still think 
if there is a replacement for one of the two throughout the season, Mickey Moniak deserves that shot. And the other thing is, everybody freaking out. Oduba Herrera is not even on the 40-man roster, so they would have had to cut somebody off the 40-man, and he's not worth that headache to lose a player to put him on and all the backlash that the team would have gotten. Uh, we tried to tell you guys, but hey, if you listen and you're you're an underground truth, you know, you you understand what we're bringing to the table. You you understand that we're just trying to tell you guys the truth. You believe in what we're preaching. We were right. That's all I got about that topic. But let's get into this Phillies roster. So I'm recording this on Monday just because I knew one most of the Monday March Madness games would be done by the time we recorded, and I knew the Phillies roster was going to be pretty much set in stone, being that today was the last spring training game. Um, let's get into this roster, because there's a lot to dive into. There's one concern I have with the roster, and uh, we'll start with the pitching. So the pitchers that made the roster, we got Jose Alvarado, which was a shoe-in, lock-in. The only concern I have is he's the only lefty in the bullpen right now, um, which we'll get into. But he makes the the 26-man roster for opening day. That was no doubt about it going to happen. He looks like an absolute weapon. I'm very excited for him to be on this team and might be the steal of the offseason, if you ask me. Archie Bradley obviously makes it into the bullpen. Archie, the invite is still on the table, man. I mean... I tweeted it the other day. You and I are literally like doppelgangers of one another. We've got the most immaculate beard game going on. We both love tie-dye. We both got swag. Just come on the pod, brother. Let's make it happen. Archie Bradley's got to get on this podcast during the season. It just It's just a must uh, because we're twins. He makes the roster obviously one of the big off-season signings. Connor Brogdon looks like an absolute menace. Uh, shout out Jack Fritz. It looks like the next Ryan Madsen, he had a fantastic spring. So I'm very excited for Connor Brogdon. Uh, Sam Coonrod makes the roster. Whoop-dee-doo. Um, not the biggest fan of Sam Coonrod. He throws hard, great, but not a good dude. Um, David Hale makes it as kind of like the option 1, 1A long man reliever. Um, kind of a, an interesting choice to go with two of those, but... He makes the roster. Brandon Kinsler uh, makes the roster as a non-roster invitee. Hector Neris, obviously our guy. Matt and I, big Hector Neris guys. And then Vince Velasquez as like the long man swing starter. Uh, will be in the bullpen to start this year. And then the rotation is going to be Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Zach Eflin, Matt Moore, and Chase Anderson. Pretty formidable uh, starting five. I mean, I think Matt Moore and Chase Anderson proved that they're, you know, quality major league pitchers to be your four. Not every team is the Dodgers or the Padres where they're loaded one through five in their rotation. So to have a top three like the Phillies have is very good. The only concern that Matt and I have projected on this show about the the starting rotation is there's no depth. It's those five guys and maybe Vince Velasquez, and that's really it. Um, so there's definitely going to have to be a move made for starting pitching at some point during this season. And I think it's going to have to be for two guys um, because I think Anderson and Matt Moore are also like those type of guys that can transition to the bullpen. So I think trade deadline time, you know, leading up to it, I see the Phillies making a move and pouncing 
on a starting pitcher to add to this rotation. Um, but that's your starting rotation is Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Zach Eflin, Matt Moore, Chase Anderson. And then the most obvious uh, two guys to make the roster, JT Realmuto and Andrew Knapp as your catchers. Your infield is Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura at second base, Didi Gregorius at short, Alec Bohm at third, and then your utility infielder, the return of Bamboo Brad Miller. Very excited to have Brad Miller on this team. He's a big vibes guy. Uh, for anybody that's like not a massive Phillies fan that needs a comparison, because I know we have a lot of like Sixers Twitter people that listen to this show, Brad Miller is like your Dwight Howard. He's your vibes guy. Uh, if they had a frosty freeze out, I think it would be Brad Miller. He's a big time just clubhouse guy, going to bring the positive vibes, keep everybody going. He's fun. He's quirky. He bats with no batting gloves. And he's a really damn good hitter, too. Um, so if you need him to, to come in in a pinch, he's going to do it. I love that he's back. I love that he made the team. Uh, he's, he's a Philadelphia Philly to me. So happy to have Bamboo Brad back. And then your outfield. Like I said, Adam Hazley and Roman Quinn make the roster. And then you've got Andrew McCutcheon and Bryce Harper, your two locks. And then Matt Joyce makes the roster. Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. who I believe was a non-roster invitee to spring training, has one hell of a nickname on the MLB.com website. Sweet Swingin' is his nickname. Uh, he was drafted in 2005 by the Tigers, so not sure if he's a Dombrowski guy. Um, let's take a look at when he played. No, he might have played with Sam Fald, uh, which explains why he's here. Um, kind of a journeyman guy though, and I, I like that he's here. He finished last year, um, eleven games with the Marlins, so got him away from Miami. That's a positive. <laughs> um, I I like that he's here. I, I think he's going to be a, a vital piece as like a you know just utility outfielder, backup outfielder, thirty six years old, um, has been in the league since two thousand seven in the majors and you know played with uh Detroit in 0708 played with Tampa Bay from 09 to 2014 then he bounced around with the Angels the Pirates the A's um and then he was with Cleveland San Francisco Atlanta in 2019 spent last year with the Miami Marlins for 11 games and now he's with the Phils I'm excited he he had a really good spring um you know I think he's he, he earned his spot. 
Lefty off the bench, I, I think that's big time. Something that the Phillies haven't had in a while is like a, a reliable left-handed hitter off the bench. Um, and now they got two of them with Brad Miller and Matt Joyce. I think that's big time. And then you've got Hazley, who's also a lefty off the bench. If uh, Roman Quinn's starting, and he's obviously a switch hitter. So a lot of lefty hitters uh, on this Phillies roster because you've got, let's see, Andrew Knapp switch hits, D.D. Gregorius bats lefty, Brad Miller bats lefty, Bryce Harper bats lefty, Hazley, Matt Joyce, and then Roman Quinn switch hitting. So a lot of lefty hitters. A lot of, You'll have a lot of balanced lineups this year, which is very exciting. I think last year it was kind of lacking in terms of balance, but now I think across the board, with the two switch hitters still being on the roster and napping Quinn, and then adding guys like Matt Joyce and Brad Miller to your bench, Ronald Torrey has also made the the roster, um, so he'll be coming off the bench as well. I uh, I'm a fan of the way that you know things are are kind of uh, coming together for this team, so. Big time moves were made. Uh, Scott Kingry obviously going to start the year in the minors at AAA to work on his swing. And then uh, Mickey Moniak in the minors. And then one move that I'm not too big of a fan of is JoJo Romero getting sent down to the minors. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's up here during the first week of the season just because I don't think the Phillies can go into like that opening week stretch of 13 games against the Mets and the Braves with just one left-handed reliever in the bullpen. It makes no sense to me whatsoever um, because they've got quality hitters in both of those those teams' lineups. You're going to need lefties out of the bullpen. JoJo is an absolute rocket, uh, throws heat. He's a beast. I've been a JoJo Romero truth Believer, Stan, uh, I've I've fist on the table for JoJo since he got drafted. Um, because if you guys know me, I'm a sicko, and I've been following like the whole Phillies rebuild. I that's my one move that I'm like just head scratching that like they chose David Hale over JoJo. But I mean, I, I guess you could, I guess you could option somebody down if you need JoJo. I don't know. It, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but then uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Obviously, Ronald Torres makes the roster as a non-roster invitee, uh, and Brian Mitchell clears waivers, so he'll be at the alternate site and eventually AAA. Hopefully, same thing happens with Neftali Feliz because he looked pretty solid uh, in his limited amount of time in spring training. Obviously, he had the visa issues, so he didn't get here uh, when spring training started, but I I like the situation the Phillies are in right now. Obviously, outside of needing like one more quality starting pitcher um, to solidify like a lockdown four man rotation, I am uh, I'm thrilled with the way the roster came together and the the decisions Joe Girardi made outside of like I said the the one needing one more starting pitcher that they'll probably acquire during the season and then JoJo starting the year in the minors. And obviously on Wednesday night, guys, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI, we're going to have our big baseball bash extravaganza, uh, breaking down the MLB season, uh, predicting things for this Philly season as it is uh, opening day eve. And uh, I can't wait for baseball to be here. You guys know I'm like big baseball stand. Like I love football, love basketball, love hockey. 
But when it comes to baseball, like, I am the ultimate, like, baseball nerd. I will sit and watch, like, the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Oakland Athletics on a late June night at 10 p.m. Eastern time and be in my glory. I just love watching baseball. It's it's such a fun game. I know a lot of people bag on it for being slow, not entertaining. Like, sit and watch a game and just enjoy, like, the nuance and the fluidity and just the the joy of it. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm so excited. Baseball is back for a legit season, not a, a Mickey Mouse 60-game season. And uh, I can't wait. Philly season is, is here. I'm super pumped. Like, I can't contain my excitement just thinking about Thursday and it being opening day. And I just I can't wait for the Phillies to just destroy the Atlanta Braves on opening day. It's going to be a blast. And uh, we always have a joy, a joyful baseball season here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. So if you're brand new uh, and haven't spent a baseball season with us, buckle up because it's a ton of fun. And I absolutely cannot wait for Thursday for opening day. Uh, I just wish they didn't do the stupid thing where they were off on Friday and then play the weekend. Just play right through. I mean... I would take opening day being a day later if they could just play on through. I do love that opening day this year, every single team is starting on Thursday. There's no game uh, beforehand with just like two teams. They're not doing like the typical like World Series rematch or, you know, big free agent signing versus World Series champion. I'm glad everybody's starting on the same day. And uh, I can't wait for baseball. I'm so pumped and, um, you know, we're, we're, inching closer and closer to that first pitch from Aaron Nola, and I just, I'm so pumped. So with that, I think we're going to transition to some NBA talk. The NBA trade deadline is come and gone. The Sixers do make a move. They trade for George Hill, who was kind of everybody's, like, fallback plan. If Kyle Lowry uh, was ended up, you know, just getting traded elsewhere, didn't end up getting traded at all, which was the case. Uh, but George Hill is coming to the Sixers. I'm, I'm fine with it. I think it's a great move. George Hill shoots well. Uh, once he's healthy, I think it's going to be an even better move. Um, could end up playing by this weekend. Joel Embiid could be back uh, by the end of this road trip, potentially beginning of the, the next little mini homestand. This team's getting healthy. They're playing They're playing well without Embiid, which like we talked about that last week. And... It's something that was unexpected, and obviously they lost that game to the Clippers. But without Embiid, they've they've played relatively well, uh, and they've stayed afloat in the Eastern Conference. They've been able to kind of hold down uh, the fourth. They're still in first place in the East. Sure, there's uh, you know not as much breathing room as we'd like. They're only up by a half a game, but um, I I'm I've been thoroughly impressed that they've been able to keep things going even without Joel on the court. And uh, trading for George Hill is only going to open up, you know, opportunities for everybody on the court once he's here. And it's going to give opportunities for, like, Seth Curry to get breathers and, and have him be more dynamic. And you're, you're going to have a lot more fun, like, closing lineups in, in late crunch time moments of games. Uh, and I'm glad that they didn't trade the farm to go get Kyle Lowry on an expiring contract and then have to pay him a boatload to keep him here to like justify the trade. 
like we said on on Wednesday show, we ride with Daryl Morey. Whatever Daryl thinks is right for this team, we're on board with it. Um, sucks to see Tony Bradley go after we were praising him on Wednesday. Uh, he ends up getting traded. Terrence Ferguson is out of here. See a pal. And Vincent Poirier gets traded as well. Um, Iggy Brasdikas is also coming to the Sixers. Don't know if he'll stick completely with this team or not. Um, but it's nice to have another body here. I do think the Sixers need to, you know, approach the buyout market and find another big man now that it's just Joel and Dwight. Um, as much as we love our homie Mike Scott, like he's an underground athlete for life, he's a homie for life, you can't have Mike Scott playing 30 minutes of small ball center a night. Um, you need to get somebody else in here, and it's, it was absolutely ridiculous that Dwight Howard got ejected two nights in a row in L.A. <laughs> Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Or two games in a row, I should say, in LA, which doesn't help at all. Um... So that's one thing that Daryl has to figure out is is trying to go and get another big man for this roster. Uh, even with Joel like on the horizon of coming back, you just need that depth at that position. Um, so I didn't truly understand trading away both of like the the third string big men, but uh, very happy to have George Hill here. I think he's going to be a, a prime shooter on this team. You can never have too many shooters on this team. Uh, with the with the two superstars that they have with Ben and Joel, you need shooters around them, and that's exactly what uh, they've done since Daryl Morey got here. Is just build around Joel and Ben and put shooters around them to to give them the best opportunity to succeed. It's helped Tobias Harris a ton this year, where he can kind of just be in a groove and do his own thing. Um, so I, I was a big fan of of everything at the trade deadline. Uh, when it came to the Sixers, because they they didn't mortgage the future, they didn't push chips into the middle of the table that needed to be pushed in. People like freaking out about not trading for thirty five year old Kyle Lowry and giving up the farm for it for what you know like yes is Kyle Lowry a good player still absolutely but like trading away like pieces that are going to be super valuable to this team during this run that they're going to go on you know, throughout the rest of this season and going into the playoffs to try to win a championship, but for years to come. Like, I I just didn't understand, like, the, the over-glorification of trying to trade for Kyle Lowry. Um, sure, would it have been a cool story to bring him home and he helps us win a championship? Absolutely. But, like, it's not a given that you're going to win a championship just because you trade for Kyle Lowry. Uh, truly didn't understand some people's logic about, like, going about that whole 
process of, of wanting to trade just everybody on the roster for Kyle Lowry. It's absolutely bananas. I'm glad Danny Green is still here. Glad Mike Scott's still here uh, for the vibes and, and because he's our dog. Want to see him win a championship with us. Glad Tyrese Maxey's still here. Glad Matisse Thibel's still here. You know, I, I just think people are just so quick to want to overturn this team because it's been the norm for the past couple of seasons. And you don't always have to just reshuffle the deck every single opportunity that arises. You know, like, that that's what has been the issue with this team on top of, you know, poor roster management and everything. But it just, it goes hand in hand. Is just the reshuffling of this roster at every waking moment has given this team zero chemistry to vibe with each other, to build with each other. And now they have it. You bring in one piece, a George Hill who has been there, done that, played with LeBron James, knows what it takes to get to and through that championship grind. I like the move. I think he's going to be valuable. And like I said, people who were pissed that we didn't trade for Kyle Lowry or that, you know, Masai Ujiri didn't take any packages for Kyle Lowry, so what? You know, there's free agency. We can go sign him in free agency now and not have to give up anything and just have him on the roster. So I was totally fine with it. I don't know if you are fine with it, but if you're not, let me know because I'm curious as to why you'd want to mortgage the farm and, and mortgage all of these cheap controllable assets for, you know, three, four months of Kyle Lowry and then having to pay him probably like $40 million for the next two years when he's 36 and 37 years old. Make it make sense. I don't think it would make sense. Uh, and I'm glad it didn't happen. But yeah, like I was saying, like they've played well without Embiid. They went and beat the Lakers on Thursday night. Danny Green and Dwight Howard got their rings, as I dubbed them Superman and the Green Lantern. I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, but if not, you're welcome. New nickname tandem for the two boys that came from the Lakers. Congrats on getting your rings. Uh, Danny Green's podcast is now going to be airing on NBC Sports Philadelphia, which is pretty cool. I, uh, I know when he was with the Lakers... They did it on, uh, I think it's like Spectrum Sportsnet or something like that uh, in L.A. Now it's going to be on NBC Sports Philadelphia, which should be pretty awesome to get some insight from Danny and uh, the guests that he has on his podcast. So shout out to Danny Green. Uh, and Dan That's not the only headline Danny Green's making. He's making uh, a grandma very happy. There's a viral video of and photos of a, a grandma who decided she was going to take up the NBA during quarantine and picked favorite players from different teams. And Danny Green uh, was her choice from your Philadelphia 76ers. And Danny Green sent her a signed jersey. Uh, the video is going super dummy viral on Twitter. Very awesome stuff. So Danny Green, a man of the people. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff from Danny Green. Over the past uh, couple of days on Twitter between his podcast and, of course, uh, hooking that awesome Super Danny Green fan up with an autographed uh, Sixers jersey. So, shout out to Danny Green. And then, obviously, the, the next game on this West Coast road trip, the final one of this West Coast road trip, thankfully, is uh, coming up tonight as you guys are listening to this against the... Denver Nuggets, which is a bummer that Joel Embiid won't be able to play in it uh, for the Embiid-Jokic, I guess, fan rivalry that's been created from uh, all of this, but 
Uh, last time the Sixers played the Nuggets was that annoying. Uh, we didn't have enough people to play game, but we still ended up playing anyway. Uh, when Tyrese Maxey dropped 39 points. So hopefully we can uh, avenge that game and uh, finish out the, the trip out west with a big win. But thankfully this this season-long road trip is slowly but surely coming to an end. Obviously still a game against the Cavs on Thursday night uh, to coincide with Philly's opening day. But thankfully we'll, we're, we're that much closer to 7 o'clock starts, guys. That much closer... Couldn't be more thankful. I could be wrong, but I think 8.30 is like the latest. Oh, no. We do have a 9 o'clock game on May 3rd against the Bulls in Chicago. That's frustrating. Um, So 9 o'clock is the latest start that we'll have the rest of the season, which is nice. No more 10 o'clock starts uh, now that that Clippers game is over. But, you know, like I said, just they, they the Sixers have done what they've had to do to compete and win games without Joel Embiid, and it hasn't been like that frustrating feeling that we've had in in years past, and that's the best part of all of this, is that even with the losses, you can like, okay, we'll chalk this up as a loss, they were meant to lose a game in this, on this road trip one way or another, we'll move on to the next one. It's such a different vibe from last year and in years past, and it's just such a refreshing feeling. And from pro basketball, I think it's time to make the move to the underground madness update we've had the sweet 16 and part of the elite eight uh at the time of this recording come and go and uh a lot of underwhelming games i'd say in the sweet 16 outside of maybe one or two uh a lot of just kind of typical outcomes sister jean gets bounced uh loyola chicago loses to 12 seed oregon state on Saturday, my Villanova Wildcats, they were up by seven points at halftime against Baylor, but they end up losing 62-51. to uh, Arkansas squeaks by Oral Roberts, the 15 seed, 72-70. to And then Houston, my pick in underground madness to win it all, they decimate Syracuse, 62-46. to And then on Sunday, we had Gonzaga take down Creighton. Michigan takes down Florida State, knocking Dillon's bracket out of the running. And then we've got another darling, UCLA, the 11 seed, take Alabama to overtime, and they knock out one of my Final Four teams and a lot of people's Final Four teams. Uh, UCLA wins 88-78 to against the two-seed Alabama. And then USC absolutely decimates Oregon 82-68 to to advance to the Elite Eight. And then tonight we had uh, two games. Tomorrow, or today as you guys are listening to it, you'll have two more games as well. Uh, don't like that we have March Madness on a Tuesday. It's just very weird. Um, Houston takes down Oregon State 67-61 to to advance uh, to the Final Four. And then Baylor took down Arkansas in the nightcap. 81 to 72 to advance to the final four for the first time in a long time for the Baylor Bears. Uh, and then we'll have Gonzaga USC and Michigan UCLA on Tuesday night, and we'll see where everybody stands after the Elite Eight. But as of this recording, the leader in the clubhouse of Underground Madness is Navy Hockey 
with 730 points and the highest max points available, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sirree. The most uh, points available to, to still capture 1,450 and the most points earned 730. We've got a uh, friend of the network, Brandon Venditti, in second place, along with Zaga10, who is Mad Monkey or Road Monkey57, who's been at the top of the bracket for a while as well. And then your boy, KB, in third place, technically fourth, um, with my with my Houston pick. So those are the top four teams. And then we also have Jim Brown32, which is uh, Wyatt. Don't even know what your username is. I'm just going to call you Wyatt, um, who has Michigan winning it all. Representing for the podcast. I'm holding it down, guys. Um, But yeah, Navy Hockey in first place with Gonzaga as their winner. And uh, the most points earned, most points available. So Underground Madness, thank you guys for all the support. Yet again, we love doing it. We're trying to upgrade it each and every year. Um, I know it was kind of thrown together last minute this year, but still got a decent group size. And next year, we're we're gonna aim for, you know, a hundred plus people and and make the prizes even wilder uh, with your guys' support. So that is your underground madness update following half of the elite eight and the sweet sixteen matchups uh, from the weekend. And yeah, so we got two members of the final four locked in. We'll have two more by our next episode which will be on Wednesday, and uh, somehow, someway, the the team who is currently banned from being talked about on this podcast because we put a self-imposed ban on talking about them until they win three games in a row, uh, they are on the precipice, if they can win on Wednesday night, of being able to be discussed again, but... They've won two games in a row. Congratulations to the Orange and Black. And uh, we'll see if we can talk about you again come uh, this about this time next week. Because you play on Wednesday night during our show. So we'll see what you end up doing. Um... We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And with that, I think it's about time to get into our wacky, weird news story of the week. And if you guys have been following along on social media, you know the the wildness that is that giant ship in the Suez Canal. Well, it is finally freed. And that's not even the weirdest part about this story. <laughs> you know, it getting stuck, it being there, it's halting trade, it's holding up a, a ton of different things economically and it's finally released and the reason that it was able to be moved is because they were able to I think remove some things from the ship but also the the way that the moon was 
the other day when it was finally relinquished from being trapped uh, was the cause of it being able to move, was the moon. The moon ended up moving the, the ship, blocking the Suez Canal. One of the funniest... We have gotten some wild news stories to start 2021, from Cinnamon Toast Shrimp to Bean Dip Guy, who we talked about in, in California, to now the Suez Canal ship. Uh, it has been absolutely wild. But to, to think about the way of the moon pattern and how it controls the tides and how it controls water is the reason that the ship was actually able to get freed is like the most like scientific way to think about things that nobody was even like putting into consideration of like how can we get this ship to move like they had the the viral meme of like the little uh you know toe hitch you know backhoe trying to move it and it, it, it has been an absolute phenomenon of a story um but to think that the moon is the reason that this ship finally was able to be set free is absolutely hilarious. Uh, so shout out to the Suez Canal ship because along with Cinnamon Toast Shrimp, you have made March one of the wildest months for news stories we've had uh, in just terms of like hilarious, unexpected news. So uh, the Suez Canal ship freed by the moon. That is one hell of a headline. That's all I got for you guys. Bit of a shorter show, but like I said, we'll be back on Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI, breaking down, predicting, guesstimating all things Major League Baseball because opening day is on the horizon. We'll be talking a bunch of Phillies, just uh, props and, and predictions and expectations and what this team could truly do this year. Um, as we, we go on a conquest to break the playoff drought and hopefully get back to a world series. Um, we'll also be talking Sixers and NCAA tournament recap updates and everything with un underground madness. Um, so make sure you guys follow the Twitch channel, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Make sure you follow us on social media at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Make sure you guys check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let me know how you feel about this Phillies team heading into the season, what you make of the George Hill trade, and, you know, what possible prediction you had for the Suez Canal ship being freed other than the moon being the main source of it getting just removed from uh, being lodged. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you guys do too, and we know they're five stars. Also, check out all of our podcasts on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network from the Outside the Box podcast to streamer season. Fourth and Goal is back. They just dropped a brand new episode that's out for you guys to listen to. Uh, breaking down the NFL offseason, getting ready for the NFL draft. And uh, if you guys know anybody that is a big golf fan, slide in our DMs. We are looking for new hosts for the Get in the Hole podcast, our exclusive golf podcast. Um, 
So we're trying to bring that bad boy back to life. And stay tuned this summer. We've got some new projects on the way. And, of course, also on Thursday, twitch.tv slash undergroundsportsphi, the debut of the Pit Stop on Twitch, our morning show with Mr. Pat Pitts. So get ready for that. It should be an absolute doozy of a ride. And uh, also check out our, our collab project with Buna Regional High School, uh, Curtain Talk. An awesome, awesome podcast that I'm a part of. We're producing it through Underground Studios, and uh, it's been wildly successful to to kick things off. So if you're a theater uh, person, fan of the arts, definitely check out Curtain Talk because it is one hell of a podcast, and I'm super excited. We're three episodes in, fourth one getting recorded this week, and uh, it's an absolute awesome, fun listen. And I highly recommend it. And that's not just because we're producing it and I'm part of it. It's an awesome podcast that you guys should be checking out. And, of course, the show would not be possible without our awesome local sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro, Foot Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, and Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC. And, of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. All three websites, you can use our same promo code for all three. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP. You get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Manscaped.com, you get 20% off free shipping and a big old thank you from your balls. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, you get 10% off the one liter bottles of vodka at StatesideVodka.com. Must be 21 or older to order. And of course, guys, please drink responsibly. This has been the Luck of the Irish, episode number 317 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. A little, uh, little late on St. Patrick's Day for that one, but hey, it still works. You guys are the absolute best podcast listeners on the planet. Stay tuned. we got some things in the works coming to you on social media. That's why you got to follow us. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.